We come to the 16th chapter of John's Gospel this morning. And I'm going to read verses 7 through 15. Nevertheless, Jesus says to His disciples, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You ever feel that way when you're reading the Scriptures that the Lord wants to tell you a whole lot more, but you're not ready to handle it? How be it, When He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify Me, for He shall receive of Mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. That's reading verses 7 through 15. For the sake of those who haven't been with us, I've been preaching in these services on mysterious ministries. We've looked at several negatives that God uses to turn into positives in our lives. The Bible still says that all things work together for good to them that love God. To those who are called according to His purpose. I've wrestled about what emphasis to give in this concluding service this morning. But I feel that the Lord would have me to say some things this morning about the mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit. The mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit. Somebody says, oh, we know all about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but you can't see Him. Sort of mysterious. And... You can't smell Him. You, you can't sustain Him or hold Him up. Now my dad, when he's working, you can't stop Him. He blows like a, the wind of a tornado. And so his, his ministry, to say the least, is mysterious. It, it is simply amazing to me, and it's comforting to me, That if I preach the Bible, and that's what I desire to do, not my little opinions or theories, but what the Bible says, 
that my sermons are not ended when I'm through. But the Holy Spirit takes the Word and works it into our lives. It's, it's a mysterious ministry. It's a unique ministry. I, I remember when I was in Bible college uh, on Halloween one day at lunch we were seated at our regular seats and one of the girls spoke up and said to everybody at the table this being Halloween do you know any good ghost stories? And I messed everything up. I said, how about the story about the Holy Ghost? Oh, it put a damper on Halloween. <laughs> but I would like to talk to you this morning about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, often I have preached from John 14 and John 15, and I have preached some from John 16, but not as much. And so basically I want to give you some fresh thoughts that the Lord has worked in me from this wonderful chapter. All three chapters uh, emphasize the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. But here in chapter 16 we have more of an inset, verses 7 through 15, on the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. What is so mysterious about his ministry? Let, let me begin with verse 7. Uh, we're taught, first of all, by Jesus that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is a transitioning ministry, or if you would prefer, a transitional ministry. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, it is expedient, or it is necessary and profitable for you that I go away for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Uh, Jesus is talking about a transition here. Uh, the first aspect of the transition involves the departure of the Son. He said, I'm going away. It's necessary. And it's to your benefit that I go away. Of course, we remember after his resurrection and after appearing to his disciples, reassuring them for 40 days and 40 nights, he ascended back to heaven. He departed. That was a big transition for the disciples. In fact, chapter 14 uh, records the comforting words Jesus gave to them. He said, I'm going back to the Father, but let not your heart be troubled. He knew that it was going to bother them, this transition. And I must confess, even small transitions bother me. I know some of y'all just float right through change and just smile and just walk right on. Uh, man, I... I can't even start shaving under my left nostril. I've got to do start under my right one every morning. I don't like change. But here the Lord Jesus said, I, in, this, in this transition, I'm going to depart. 
the departure of the Son. But oh, he said, I, I not only want to talk to you about my departure, but he said in this transition, there will be the dissension of the Spirit. He will come. Look at two or three words. If I go not away, the middle of the verse, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So in some mysterious way, though Jesus is not here physically, he is here. Because he sent the same spirit that had lived in him here on this earth, he sent that same spirit back into the world. We read about the Holy Spirit coming in mighty power in Acts chapter number 2. And so the mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit is a transitioning ministry. I like to say He is a substitute in the physical absence of Jesus. Sort of like a substitute teacher. Except he knows all the courses. And the substitute teacher doesn't always know the courses. But he's come in the physical absence of Jesus. And he's here this morning. How did the old songwriter put it? Oh, spread the tidings round wherever man is found. The comforter is come. He's here. Now, notice in verses 8 through 11, these are somewhat difficult statements. But Jesus said, secondly, the ministry of the Holy Spirit will not only be a transitioning ministry, moving from one realm to another. My departure, His dissension. But Jesus said, the ministry of the Holy Spirit will be a transpiercing ministry. Uh, his ministry will pierce through the heart. Now Jesus was here in, a, in the flesh. But the Holy Spirit has come to live inside believers. And He begins by dealing with us, piercing through Somewhat invading our lives. How many of you remember when the Holy Spirit began to deal with you about being saved? Well, yes, I guarantee you. You may not have understood all that was going on. But you were somewhat miserable because you realize I'm a sinner. And there's no hope for me unless... The Lord Jesus saves me. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus explains that in verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. He said, and when He is come. And by the way, I must emphasize this special Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a phantom and not an it and not just an influence. He is a person. Jesus said, when He is come. When He is come, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I'm going to try to divide these four verses into two thoughts. First of all, you notice that word reprove. The Holy Spirit is here to reprove. The word literally means to bring into light, uh, to discover, to manifest. It was used uh, some in Bible times for that of uh, the cross-examination of a witness. Bringing to light uh, the facts about the case. The Holy Spirit is here to bring to light Only He can cross-examine our hearts. You know, I can preach the Word, and I've had people say, you're preaching right at me. Somebody told you. And I didn't know them from Adam. I just preached what I had on my heart, but the Holy Spirit had cross-examined them. He had reproved them. And notice He said He's going to reprove of Sin, verse number 9, of sin, because they believe not on me. The idea is the Holy Spirit will show us our sinfulness. He, He will help us realize we're not acceptable with God. Now, I I know that there are some feel good religions in our day. But really the Holy Spirit at times does not make anybody feel good. He makes you feel what you are. A sinner in need of Christ. A fallen sinner. And by the way, we're not just a sinner by nature. Somebody says, well, you can't help from that. That happened when Adam sinned in the garden. Yeah, but we're sinners by choice and desire as well as by nature. And so he said the Holy Spirit's going to reprove of sin. And then he added, because they believe not on me. That's, that's the real essence. That shows how we feel about God, how we respond to the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, oh, I believe in God, and I believe God cares for me. Yes, but you do not have a personal relationship with Him apart from Christ. And the Holy Spirit will deal with you because you do not believe, savingly believe on Jesus. He deals with us. He pierces. He reproves us. And then I might add, this trans-piercing ministry not only has a side in which There is reproving, but there is that revealing aspect. He said you'll reprove of righteousness, convince of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Let me just be as concise and clear with that as I can. The idea is when the Holy Spirit begins to deal with you, He will not only convince you or reprove you that you're a needy sinner, but that Christ is your only hope. 
He convinces us that Jesus is righteous. Uh, the fact is, there's no way for us to be accepted with God unless we can be as righteous as God. And I'm sorry, I can't even be as righteous as so-and-so. And neither can you. Then how will I have any hope? He sent Jesus to die for our sins and reveal God's righteousness. And as we believe on Jesus, righteousness is imparted to us. His righteousness, not ours. The Holy Spirit then reveals not only our need, but He reveals Christ's sufficiency for that need. Thank God there is hope in Christ. The songwriter said, On Christ alone, on Christ alone I stand, none other. All else is sinking sand. All else is sinking sand. I, I, I want to mention that last little phrase of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now, Jesus often spoke of the future as though it had already trans transpired. Even in the Old Testament, there are prophetic utterances, statements that indicate that it's already happened. For instance, Isaiah 53, 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. Well, He had not been wounded at that time. But from God's vantage point, it was just as though it had already happened. It was already settled. Christ would die for us. And so here Jesus said, the prince of this world, that's another a title for Satan, is judged. Well, when would that take place? That didn't take place until the cross. And when Christ died on the cross, Satan was judged. Or could I use this term? He was defeated. He, he was left incapable. Somebody says, well, he sure does give me a hard time. That's because you don't remind him that he's already defeated. Victory is not something that will take place when Jesus comes back only. Or victory will not just be ours way out yonder in heaven. But as Horace Malden put it in that old song, victory was won at Calvary. Literally, Christ crushed the head of the enemy at the cross. You've heard this, haven't you? The great prophecy, of course, was Genesis 3.15 that He would bruise the head of the seed of the serpent. Y'all say this down here, don't you? We say it up home. Somebody that's off a little bit mentally, they're a little bit demented, we'll say, well, you know, he's touched a little in the head. <laughs> or, or she's touched a little in the head. I want to tell you, the devil is touched in the head. <laughs> Jesus crushed his head on the cross. And victory is ours now. And the Holy Spirit reveals, He not only reproves the sinner of his 
unrighteousness, but He reveals Christ and His righteousness and His victory over sin and Satan. And so, the mysterious ministry of the Spirit is a transition in ministry. He, Jesus went back to heaven. The Holy Spirit came to earth. It's a transpiercing ministry. He reproves the sinner of his unrighteousness. He reveals Christ and His righteousness. Then in verses 12 and 13, 13 in particular, we learn that His mysterious ministry is a transporting ministry. He carries us from one realm to another. He said, I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? When He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you. Of course, you understand He's talking to people who are believers. We can't expect the Holy Spirit to guide sinners who are rebellious against Him and do not want His work in their lives. But for those who have been saved, they have believed on Christ as their righteousness, then the Holy Spirit is here to transport you, to guide you into all truth. Really, you go into a foreign country, uh, you travel areas with which you're not familiar, you need a tour guide. I'll not get into the details, but my first trip to Israel was without a tour guide. I let a good friend of mine talk me into going with him. He had already been. And I tell you, we got into some uncomfortable situations. I heard some of those prophecy preachers say, Oh, when I got to Israel, I wanted to kiss the ground. Well, when I got there, I thought I was going to kiss an M16. <laughs> what are you doing here? Son, scrutiny began. Everywhere we went, what are you doing here? We got into one situation that was not to be trespassed on and we didn't know it. We're going to take our cameras away from us. I just I couldn't let go of my camera. Please, sir, please, sir. We've just been taking pictures of this land, the Bible land. Finally, he got up in our faces and he said, Don't do it again. Don't do it again. I promised him I wouldn't. And I haven't. <laughs> My next six trips involved a guy. That's right. I want to tell you, when you come to the Bible, we're so unfamiliar with this territory, we need a guy. And the Holy Spirit has come to guide us. I'll not go into the details of this either, but I I got so wrapped up in ball in high school. I got out of high school by the skin of my teeth, but I had to take a bunch of prep courses my first year of college because I was behind in areas. And uh, I got a tutor. So some of those other dummies going right on into class. And I had to go over to the library to see the tutor. And one on one, 
private instruction for the first semester of college. Of course, I kid my wife. She said, tells me not to say this, but at least my tutor was the prettiest woman on campus. <laughs> Lord help me. I, I'm saying, I had to have a God. And the Holy Spirit has come to be our God. To be our tutor in spiritual matters. Somebody says, oh, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. No, you won't. All you'll get is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Isaiah, Paul, the disciples. That's about all you'll get. But the Holy Spirit will show you Christ. And all those wonderful stories. He's the transporter. He's the guide, the tutor. He speaks to us. Jesus said, He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak. That's another mystery. You can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can hear Him. In that quickened new man on the inside, He communicates. He speaks. And then, notice He shows. He not only speaks, but He shows. Jesus said in verse 14, He shall glorify, or the last phrase of verse 13, and He will show you things to come. Verse 14, He will receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Verse 15 uh, he will take of mine and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit not only speaks, He shows truth to you. It becomes alive. You see it. Uh, I love to be preaching and hear somebody mumble in the crowd. I never had seen that. The Holy Spirit's showing some things. He's, he's turning the light on. He's painting the picture. By the way, if you plan on being victorious as a believer in this world, you better operate on what He shows you instead of what on everybody else would show you. This mysterious ministry is a transitioning ministry. It's a transpiercing ministry. It's a transporting ministry. I've been waiting to get to this. Fourthly, the mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit is a transcending ministry. He goes beyond Himself and glorifies Christ. Verse 14, He shall glorify Me. Basically, that word glorify means He will call attention to me. He will not call attention to Himself, but He will call attention to Christ. One of my students at the Bible college said to me, Well, Brother Hayes, why do we have a course on the Holy Spirit? Why are you teaching an entire course on the Holy Spirit if the Holy Spirit is to brag on Christ? I said, well, He glorifies Christ, but He doesn't nullify Himself. He is working. 
And he is uh, ministering to God's people. But he doesn't just speak of himself. That's why I get alarmed in our day at people. All they can talk about is the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Gifts, 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 gifts. And the, boy, the Holy Spirit's doing this over in our church. And all they can talk about is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Oh boy, the Spirit, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. What about Jesus? Is any light being focused on Him? He's the centrality of the Godhead. The Father sent Him and the Holy Spirit glorifies Him. I like to think of it like this. For the entire Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was saying, He's coming! He's coming! The Messiah's coming! Jesus arrived and He said, I am He. Why look ye for another? And now the Holy Spirit is pointing us back to Him and He's saying, That's Him! That's Him! Looking unto Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 says, The author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, that God would save us from just looking for phenomenal happenings and look for the Holy Spirit to point us to the fullness of Christ. I believe Jesus is saying He's going to unveil the glory of my person. He shall glorify me. And I believe He's saying He will unveil the glory of my perfections. Let, let me just summarize it like this. There are some schools that only major on sports. There are some schools that only major on partying. My daughter went to a school of nursing, our oldest daughter. Our middle daughter went to a, a school of music. I teach in a school that majors on teaching and preaching the Bible. Every school has its emphasis. But you know what the spiritual school, the Holy Spirit emphasizes in the spiritual school? It's not sports. It's not preaching. It's Jesus. The Holy Spirit just magnifies Jesus. Somebody said, well, I want to grow in the, in the Christian life. What do I need to do? You need to know more about Jesus. You need to love Jesus. You, you need to experience Jesus and know Jesus and walk with Jesus and glorify Jesus. Listen to the Apostle Paul in his old age. you know what his great desire was? Philippians 3.10 That I may know Him. And the power of His resurrection. And the fellowship of His sufferings. The mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit is a transcending ministry. We're pointed beyond Him on to Christ. Christ. I mentioned those last two verses briefly. We see fifthly, the mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit is not only a transitioning ministry, Jesus is going back to heaven, the Holy Spirit is coming to the earth. 
It's a trans-piercing ministry. He pierces right through our hearts and reproves us of our unrighteousness and reveals the righteousness of Christ. It's a transporting ministry. He speaks and He shows us all truth. He guides us into all truth. None of us have an excuse. Somebody said, well, I never was trained. I never did go to finish high school. I never did go to college. You have no excuse. If you can read the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the great tutor. He's the great teacher. In fact, there's some that's been to college and seminary and others, and they need to be taught by the blessed Holy Spirit as well. It's a transcending ministry. He points on to Christ. Verses 14 and 15, His mysterious ministry is a transmitting ministry. He causes us, He causes truth to pass from one to another. He transmits it. Jesus said, first of all, it's transmitted from the Father to the Son. He said in verse 15, particularly, all things that the Father hath are mine. Of course, Jesus the Son and God the Father are one. And so there's a transmission of truth between the Father and the Son. But then he said in verses 14 and 15, He shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Later he said in verse 15, He shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. This is hard for me to grasp. But the very truth that is transmitted between the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit takes it and transmits it to us. Divine realities. We're in a new world. Now, you can take an FM radio and get into the country world. Country music. We had an FM radio. We it it it'd knock us out of here. And we're close enough to the interstate. We could pick up Breaker One Nine if we had a CB radio. A- and if we had a microscope, I have. What's the right word? I have express. Bits of saliva. I have spit enough on this pulpit that if you gave me a couple of pieces of glass, I could get you a sample. We could put it under the microscope and look down in it and we would enter into that germ world. The electronic world is here. The germ world is here. And the other worlds. I want to tell you there is a spiritual world. And the blessed Holy Spirit is here to transmit truth to us from that world into us and us into that world and revolutionize our lives while we pass through this world. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I want to take my illustration from the Bible this morning in my concluding emphasis. You remember Abraham had a servant who went to the far country of Mesopotamia to get a bride for Isaac. That servant is a 
type of the Holy Spirit. Just as Abraham sent his servant to get a bride for Isaac, so God the Father has sent the Holy Spirit, heaven's servant, to get a bride for Christ. Let me just mention these five thoughts that I have underlined. First of all, there's that transition in ministry. Abraham's servant left his world and went to Rebekah's world. He came to Mesopotamia. Number two, there's that transpiercing ministry at the well. He broke into her world. He pierced through. And he went. she invited him home with her. And he broke into her daddy and mama's world and told them why he was there. I've come to get a bride for Isaac. Number three, there's that transporting ministry when Rebecca agreed to go with him. And I doubt any of the, you young ladies would agree to marry somebody you'd never seen. Well, I'm not a young lady, but I wouldn't agree to that. Son, I had one blind date. I promised God and myself and everybody else that'd never happen again. But Rebecca agreed to marry somebody she'd never seen. She'd just heard about him. But he had so convinced her about Isaac, she said, I will go. And so the third ministry of the Holy Spirit is portrayed a transporting ministry as the servant. He came out of his world into her world. Now he's taking her from her world back to Isaac's world. Then fourthly, there's a transcending ministry. The servant did not talk about himself. He talked about Isaac. He bragged on Isaac. The Holy Spirit's here bragging on Jesus. And then lastly, there's a transmitting ministry. When Isaac came out into the field, he said that's him. He transmitted truth to her heart, principles, conveyed realities to her about Isaac. The mysterious ministry of the Holy Spirit. I want to say if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, you may have said, well, I'm going to go, but I just feel uncomfortable at church. Good night. I'm not a church person. We used to feel uncomfortable too. But it wasn't church. And it wasn't the preacher. It wasn't people. We found out now the Holy Spirit was showing us our need of Christ. And if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is in the business of introducing sinners to Christ. Oh, that you might come to Christ before it's too late. And then if you're here this morning and you're a Christian and you've not gone very far in the Christian life, I want to encourage you to get in behind the unseen God, the Holy Spirit. And let Him lead you into the fullness of Christ and the blessedness of the Christian life. It's a mysterious person in ministry. But the Holy Spirit is as real as the flesh on your bones. And He's here to mightily work in our lives. You're standing with me, please. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed.